frightened to hear. Put the counting bit that I do in. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's cool. yeah, do you, do you listen to these shows at all? No, you know, I don't, I don't like listening back to my own voice. I hate it. Well, nor do I, but I still have to sit there. No, you, yeah, but you do like editing it. You That's do. all right. I'll edit it. I'm more than Okay, sure, sure. Three, two, one. Hello, Miles. <laughs> Hello, uh, how you Hello. doing? And welcome back. This is yeah. Future Out Spinners with Miles Pennell, Gary. Just okay, talking thanks. over me. This is a new recording software. So we're actually recording it through Zoom this time. We normally do Skype. So this could go tits up or this could go the best show we've ever done. That sounded great. Sounded great. That's what but, people will know, be saying. Yeah, but the best show we've ever done, that's not really an accolade, is it? Like, Because that's like saying the best defecation you've had. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I'm okay, thanks. How are you? Yeah, I've made... um. I made a nice salmon risotto just now, salmon and fennel. My sister often jokes around the fact that that's pretty much all I make. Fennel? Yeah, I Do love fennel. fennel in that, in Alan? Did like, he? Buying fennel. Yeah, I think he was buying fennel. Like, because we just found it funny as a herb. And it now you're funny. actually using it all these years later. Yeah, it's a, it's one of the more comical herbs, isn't it? The, the fennel root. We've had a bit of a break. We have, you know, there's things going on and we do, you know, I know against contrary to popular opinion, we do have quite busy lives and yeah, um, yeah we just hadn't managed to do one for a while. We, we were, there was, uh, we'll be honest, there was like this application, this uh, competition for writing. So we needed to focus on that last week and the week before to get um, a shoddy shite application in, which we've now done. <laughs> won't win we're going to put a collage of our all of our rejections all together and maybe put it like paste put it, it in the shape of carl's head yeah yeah nice round <laughs> take some pitch off um but yeah so we haven't done a show for a while but we're doing a show today i'm quite, quite excited about it mate. i am actually it's a good episode I'm sorry yeah what have you got there by the way what have you got there by the way it's a, it's a black coffee mate oh it's a coffee because it looks a bit like what I've got. Oh, Guinness. <laughs> now, do you know what? Because I'm actually still on a bit of a hangover, if I'm honest with you, Gary. I bought a rather nice bottle of wine the other day, and me and my girlfriend had that. Because we were on a bit of, like, not a detox, as you will, but, like, we're trying to cut down alcohol during the week. So I was like, yeah. oh, I really fancy that. And, like, we'll enjoy this wine. We'll savour it, right? Then I called my, my sister called, and we had a bit of, like, a late-night Zoom. So I went to buy a slightly cheaper, more... <laughs> more acidic white the wine four pound fifty uh, yeah <laughs> it wasn't much more than that. but why is the selection of wine so mediocre at those like all night off licenses like you'd think you'd have at least one decent like mine nice... has decent ones but you have to pay and i don't i'm not saying i'm like do but you have to pay like 11 12 quid for it oh. Well, I should have done that because I tell you, I had such a migraine yesterday and I'm still on the calm down. So, was it red? Well, no, it was white. Oh, okay. Well, red gives me a hangover quite badly, but not not terribly because I'm so used to drinking it now, sadly. <laughs> but, but, but white, white doesn't, doesn't touch So, what are you me. drinking today? Well, I don't really want to say. Well, please, I, no, please do say. Okay, I, I, had a, I had a bottle of red wine last night, not the whole bottle, just with a little end of it here. So FLJS is happy with that. So then, I well, you know, soon we'll we'll actually be having an alcoholic beverage with one of our interviewees that we've got coming up. So, in the news of two really exciting guests, Gary, tell us about these guests. 
Well, now both of them, I just say this it, one thing about guests on our show, it's very hard to get guests who are directly involved in the Ricky Gervais show. Obviously, there's the three of them, that's the main one. It's incredibly difficult, as you can imagine, to get them. We've got Claire, we've had Dickie Anders, we've had Andrew Phillips, but there aren't many people who are actually involved in the show. Whereas a Peep Show podcast, you've got all the cast, the secondary characters, everyone, the directors, the producers. This, we're a bit limited. So we're kind of branching out a bit into um, guests who are involved with Ricky, Steve, and or Carl in some way. So we've got two. One of them, I can't remember their names, but um, is involved with, he was director of An Idiot Abroad. And um, so obviously works very closely with Carl. He's, he's also directed Gordon Ramsay and other people, which we'll ask about, which will be interesting. Um, and the other one, you, you tell me about the other one because I can't remember now. So yeah, to put a name to a face, <laughs> yeah, that was Luke. That was Luke Campbell. Luke Campbell was yeah. Sorry, was... listening. I don't want to. <laughs> you haven't done your research, mate. Uh, yeah, he was the director of An Idiot Abroad, and now he's showrunner exec exec of uh, Studio Ramsey that did yeah the Gordon. Fred and Gino road trip, which are equally brilliant. So I, I can't recommend those enough. Uh, and lots of nice similarities between An Idiot Abroad and that show. And the second guest uh, is Nigel uh, Williams, who was the director on like The Office Extras. He did a lot of stand-up shows. And I think just to like what Gareth's saying, we're trying to get guests who are like involved in that early period of their career we're particularly interested i think this show is discovering like their dynamic and their style of comedy at that time because it has changed since then i think it's fair to say yeah nigel was also <laughs> ricky's plaything. uh you would have all seen you know, the taping nigel videos yeah it's um very funny if you haven't seen it but so yeah that yeah, both of them have agreed tentatively to come on we don't have any firm dates or anything but we they will be probably they might not be for a, a couple of weeks two three four weeks but they will be on and um, yeah, for us, it's kind of, it's difficult. The pool of guests we've got aren't, isn't like a normal show. There's only three of them that are directly involved. There's a couple of other people like Claire and Andrew Phillips who are kind of partly involved. And then apart from that, you've kind of got, got no one else. So we, as you say, we're looking for people who are involved in general with either Ricky and Steve or Ricky, Steve and Carl in other ways, in early, yeah, as you say, early forms of their career, or even late forms, actually, that would be quite interesting, like to get the director of Sick of It would be an interesting guest to see how Carl is now and contrast mm. that with how he was then. So yeah, those are the guests who are coming up. But today, today, we've got a special show, little, little review of uh, episode 42 of the Ricky Gervais show on XFM. Correct. <laughs> I think it's 42, isn't it? It's well, hard as well because bloody Pilkopedia's back uh, under maintenance yeah. or whatever. That's a lie. I hate yeah. when this website says, oh, it's under maintenance. It's not under maintenance, it's down. It's like they've called an engineer out. Like he's working on it constantly for the last few weeks. Well, it's the Pilkopedia dedicated engineer. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so this was originally broadcast uh, on 14th of June 2003. Much to the annoyance of Ricky and Steve, Carl is leaving early today as he's going on holiday with his mum and dad to Cornwall to visit the monkey world there. I'll put a link to the original description, as we always do, in the... Link um, to show in the description. Yes. Right, and when you're ready, you can come back and listen to us. Hello! <laughs> no one actually does that. Ever, I want to know if, there's got, if we've got any Cornish listeners 
who have actually been to Monkey World or just find out next week that it was shit and there was like these little furry monkeys that aren't don't look like monkeys. Woolly anymore. monkeys, yeah. <laughs> what are your initial thoughts? Right. On the show? Yeah. Or, or just my life? Yeah, it's a good one. I like it. It's in a run of about five or six. I, I like it. Um, actually, they cover a lot of different areas in this show, like more so than other shows. It just seems to me that that's the case. They, they go from topic to topic more than they usually do. Love the cash point stuff. Very good, very strong. The Rockbusters, I've given a score. I've started to rate the Rockbusters, five out of 10. Not, not great, Rockbusters. Um, Monkey News, again, not the best, but it's all right. But yeah, they cover a lot of different different topics. And obviously, you know, there's a great, there's a great Steve Carl dynamic in this show as yeah. well. The, the, the conflict and tension. Mm. There's classic kind of um, <laughs> tension that every every fan of the show will know and love. And yeah, overall, it's a it's a solid episode. As I say, the monkey news and the I enjoyed it. I enjoyed how many topics they covered. Actually, if someone sort of sits down and counts, it might not be more than average, but it just seems more than average. Like they go from topic to topic. This show more than usual, and I think it. it it fares well. One thing that always gets me with the cash point story is at the start, because basically there's like Ricky's lost some money and he's he's a bit annoyed. Then he goes home and just has a nap. I want to know just to forget about it. And I want to know, like, was Ricky actually that rich that he didn't care? Because that's how it comes across. Or do you think he's just quite carefree about money? Yeah, he, well, he wasn't carefree. He bought up to the point that he'd lost 400 quid cash. So it was like he was saying, like, this did mean something to me. I That's why I'm going to bring it up. It didn't mean nothing. And I think when he says, I had a nap and I got over it, that bit's almost the embellishment, whereas it did mean something to him. I certainly never have listened to this story and felt like Ricky was being arrogant in the sense he was saying, well, 400 cash didn't matter I had enough to get over it it was fine I thought it was more like it's just a story of like wow can you believe that I lost 400 pounds in in notes not just yeah, my bank notes. yeah but it, he, he but yeah he would have been rich enough that he wouldn't have made a difference yeah at that stage yeah he's probably a millionaire I imagine he's a millionaire by that stage do you think though really close to a millionaire yeah they probably would have got permission for the office he got directors Rights, writers' rights, the main actors' rights. Series one had been out. Series two, I think, had been out by this stage or was out. Hmm. And uh, yeah, I think he would have been doing absolutely fine. But yeah, still losing four hundred quid cash. It's like, <laughs> what's the most cash you've ever lost in one? Because you, 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 you haven't done this for a while. But Miles lost his wallet many times since I've known him. He's often ring me and said, "I lost my wallet, mate, again, again." <laughs> The time that was the worst for that is there were there were two times. One time where I was in a branch of Barclays and I got some money out and I just and I drew thirty quid out and like literally like this story, but I just walked away. Or a little Chinese fella. That <laughs> was me. Okay. And I just walked away. And oh I thought, uh, yeah, I've yeah, done that. I was so so depressed. I was so depressed. It's like, you know, when Steve does that story in series one where he buys a PlayStation and he's looking around Oxford Street trying to get the best deal and he buys something that he thinks is the best deal and then he goes somewhere and he could get, and he could get 20 quid off and he's like, well, I could return this. And, then, and he's like, all the rest of the day, I could just see that 20 pounds because he hates being ripped off, doesn't he? I'm a bit like that with the not being ripped off, but when it's your own money... That's a bit different. You but know, when you withdraw 30 quid from a cash point, then stupidly walk away from it. Oh. You're not ripped off. 
you're just wasting money. You're just leaving <laughs> money in the hall. Well, you Someone do have to think, you think like, oh, just all that things that the good things that money could be spent on, like cider and fags. Yeah. <laughs> it was destined for great things, that 30 quid. Yeah, he's, he's fag free, Miles. So, but yeah, I've been to a cash point and had seen cash in it as well. Like, have you? Cash in it. Yeah, and kind of sort of waited because it's really awkward. I don't want to sort of take it out because it looks as if I'm taking it. Someone comes back and it'll look bad. It was only like a tenner, but eventually, you know, it just got to the point that no one's going to literally, someone else will just take it. I can't go and hand it in. No one's going to claim it back. I think I just took it in the end. That's what that's what Steve does, does it, isn't it? He's like, <laughs> but the, how he justifies it is so brilliant. He's just going, he has this very karmic way of going, well, get the world back. <laughs> let me, let me, yeah, yeah. Let me say, what Steve did is very different because I went to Cashpoint and the cash was already there. But Steve actually, the card was in and he put in, he typed in 30 quid cash, please. You know, that's so that is, it is different, but um, yeah, it's very like Steve. And I can totally believe the story he says. I don't think he's in bed, like when he uh, found a little old lady's purse and uh, <laughs> said, oh, you might get a reward from that. And he, he, I believe totally that that was in his mind when he yeah. got 30 quid cash. This happened to my girlfriend though. Um, She, she lost someone's purse or it, it was a, it was something like that. She worked in the restaurant. Yeah. And so she basically posted it back to them. This exact same thing happened. And she did actually get 20 quid. And just has happened before, like when she's had like very good service and, and somehow like there was a go to the restaurant to ask for the address and the, I guess like money sent to us. Okay, yeah, I mean, I would. I think if someone returned my wallet, yeah, so I bet you're the sort of. I think there's a bit of a trend going on now, isn't it, of people stealing dogs and like asking for hostage. Yeah, yeah that's, this is happening a few times. Right? And I bet you're the sort of person that would nick a little terrier and. <laughs> Weird thing to say to another human. I bet you're the sort of person who'd nick a dog. And then a thousand pounds. Oh, and my previous behavior in this eight years we've known each other, yeah. make sort of person. Who well, you want a cat or a dog, something to starve. I, I do want a cat, not a dog. Yeah, but I wouldn't steal one. No, don't, don't no. do that. Yeah, we'll get one off the pets at home, you know, tenor. <laughs> oh, um, you love going to pets at home and just like looking at yeah. the fish and stuff. It's a very cheap day out, isn't it, for a kid? Yeah, there's a, there's an article online that's like about pets at home being a day out, like. And the staff getting really pissed off at that because the staff do... they want to sell animals, get their commission. <laughs> but, like, just, like, <laughs> but it's like so. Dog, we used to go to like Carpet World or whatever, and you know the big rolls of carpet that they have there, and you can like roll through them when you're a kid. It was the most exciting thing in the world. Easily please. <laughs> There wasn't that much to do in Ipswich though growing up, to be fair. So uh, electricity first. first yeah, <laughs> there was no monkey world. This episode is fantastic because it's Carl's leaving early, <laughs> which is just which is ridiculous. Yeah, I like what Steve says. You know, oh, Doctor Fox, oh, I'm just going to shoot off early, going to Cornwall. You know, it is true. Like uh, Chris Tarrant, I'm going to. No, it doesn't happen. And it's weird because one thing I've never understood about that is he leaves early, right? Then he comes back. They literally do another something like two and a half minutes. So he has left two and a half minutes early. Like, what difference would that two and a half minutes make? Like, surely if he needs to leave, if, if the two and a half minutes is going to make the difference, he would leave 15 minutes early just to make sure he's not, like, right there at the time it leaves. It ne I never understood why he leaves early, because he, he's there 
right up to the end. It makes almost no difference. I know. Like, I'm just having a go at him. It's just, it's just funny he leaves early. I've never really understood. He's there like right up to the very last bit. I think it's because like, after a show, normally as a producer, you probably would have to either take some notes or you'd need to move some files or something like that. Maybe we've got a radio producer listening who can tell us what you do after a radio show. If, you, if we've got anyone sort of successful in any way in the fields that we want to get in, <laughs> maybe gets a job. Uh, yeah, it is ridiculous isn't it? how honest he is. It's like, could do with shooting off soonish like just yeah Carl will often talk the, the, the whole big debacle about you know is Carl lazy or is he like really hard worker and um hard worker yeah and I just love the fact that he goes fast at my work got the got the gifts here they're packed up they're ready to go all I need to is whacking the dress on I always appreciate that about Carl he's quite good at forward thinking isn't he yeah, he's very, he's a good man. He really is a hard worker. And it's kind of, Ricky does his thing and he does it periodically. Anytime Carl has any time off. So today it's about five minutes he's having off from the show. But he's like, Ricky always brings up, me and Steve have got like, we're, we're doing like t- t- tons of things in the week. You've got just one job, mate. You know, you how are you going to get, and Ricky loves to bring that up. And that's kind of like, the, that's Ricky, an example of where Ricky is being arrogant but in a funny way like instead of the just arrogant that he is now like he's sort of but it is quite an arrogant thing to say like to bring up how hard he works in comparison with Carl whereas I reckon Carl was having longer and harder weeks than Ricky Gervais was especially Mm. back then after they'd written the second series like because there's other episodes where Steve says to Ricky you know what have you done all week you know you just sit there eating cheese and do this show on a Saturday Carl is a harder worker than Ricky or Steve, yet he gets the flack for yeah. not being but funny. I'm a big fan of the Princess Diana into Flora story. That is, for me, you know, a few weeks ago we were talking about like, the first time we heard that, and I can't, I can't remember what I was doing, but I just remember the first time I heard that, I really, that really made me laugh. That- I, oh, I, thought, I really thought you were talking about the first time you heard Diana was dead. Everyone always says that, don't they? Like, where yeah, were you? Is that I one of those... I remember exactly where I was. I was coming down my stairs to my room. I, I used to live in the loft. My dad built me. That's where they put you? That's where they put me, yeah. You could put a bit of carpet down, get his, get his bed in the corner. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and uh, I was halfway down. I still remember. My mum just sort of said, she looked horrified, just like, like it was, you know, it's like people have a go at it now and say, oh, it shouldn't be like a big thing. Like, it's not, it's not significant compared with other events. And that's true. It, it, there are more sad events than one person dying, but it was a cultural event in this country, and it was just interesting to kind of be around in that time. I, I, like my assembly, my next assembly at school, it was all about Diana. You know, it was, it was a big cultural event. As much as yeah, it probably shouldn't be. Yeah, you know, there's bigger things that happen in in other countries, um, bit worse events, but it became cultural. So, but yeah, it's. Um, interesting they bring it up here bear in mind when they bring it up here especially and again because i was going to mention like when he mentioned shipman as well like yeah. another like, mm. cultural thing but in a different completely different way it wasn't that long after those events now we're looking back with and you can make diana jokes yeah, everyone does but back then it wasn't that far away mm. from like, shipman what he'd done yet he still brings it up for rockbusters he uses shipman and it's kind well, of, well he even uh, says like my mam's mam used to use him 
Like, have, have, yeah, that's funny. But I just um, think there's something so funny about going like, that Carl's dad is the sort of person that probably believed conspiracy theories back then. Conspiracy theories are like all the rage now, right? That everyone like fucking loves them, right? And like makes you wonder. It's because they grow on the internet. They didn't grow on the internet at that time because there was no. It's stuff. just, it's just a funny. All those flowers, and you got interflower. <laughs> I remember when Princess Diana died because that's kind of where I got my first panic attacks. Kind of how I'd like learn about death in a way. Yeah. It's a cheery note, isn't it? <laughs> person like that I'd known of that was a very significant person that died like. I hadn't experienced any death in the family at that time either. So yeah. I think it's because it's like she was portrayed as like a loving figure and a mum. When you make that association with like your own family and then you're like, oh, anything could happen to them. Yeah, there's interesting parallels. I was thinking the other day because there's this documentary out free Britney. There's this Britney Spears thing. Yeah, I've seen it. I haven't seen it. You know she's playing at JY later tonight. Oh, is she? Yeah, do you want to do a quick test? Yeah, can I? Oh, is that different? what? Even Liza Minnelli's? Um, no, but that kind of thing would have been done. That documentary would be made today about Diana had she not died, because she was treated in a very similar way. Like, like just to be asked about her husband's affairs in interviews and things. You know, it's very sexist kind of way of, of looking at things because she was a woman. She was seen as vulnerable, but. Yeah, she was obviously, uh, it was, yeah, just, you know, hearing that someone's died in a car crash is just, it's just weird anyway. Someone who's like young, and I met Princess Diana, so, and William and Harry, and not like Royal Circles or anything, but just at the Trocadero with my granddad, <laughs> my grandpa, and uh, she was just there. So, yeah, but um, yeah, it was kind of like a big shock. Anyway. All right, Will's all right, Harry, how are you, mate? Yeah, no, I didn't know them at the time. I didn't know they were. I'm surprised that um, Ricky, because he's trying to be cynical about Mother's Day and Father's Day and saying, you know, oh, no, don't, don't do it, don't do it. Like, it's they literally... Um... Oh, it's true. I'm with him there. I'm with him. But like, come I'm... on. That's so a little Mother's Day. Um... Oh, shit, that reminds me. It's soon. It's the oh, 14th. birthday tomorrow. Oh, what are you going to get for her? Gift voucher? Oh, An email. Um, but I must do that today. Remind me at the end of the show. Yeah, I'm, remind, I'm reminding you of your family affairs on on a on a, on a podcast. What is, how's, how does that work? I know it's bad. I should do it, but, oh you know. no, it's just like it is Mother's Day. Too. I've got to say my mum something. But I I think you should buy your mum something for Mother's Day. Maybe not Father's Day, depending on your relationship with your dad. In case you know mine, a very bad relationship. So you're going to be receiving out from me. But there are other days that are more pointless, like um, I don't know, International Cat Day and every day to something day. Isn't yeah, something? there's there's kind of like it's it's an industry. But yeah, I'm with Ricky. Kind of, it is invented by card companies but you know still i yes i do buy into it it doesn't mean i get by i say to my mum no you're not getting anything again this year sorry keeping the prayer <laughs> myself in my flat oh can you tell the listeners about um the thing oh what about the thing the, the stand-up oh, thing yeah well i entered a, a stand-up competition for make them laugh and uh yeah i just sent my entry in and yeah i've got through to the the final night and uh yeah, so I'm going to be performing live on the 27th of March. I, I might, we, I might, I don't know if I do this yet. Post a link to uh, tickets; they're free uh, on Twitter, so yeah, you all need to tune in if they want. But you know, it's, I'm, I'm very happy. But I don't really want people I know. Like Miles listening is or watching is going to be pain enough. I'm just so. going to watch you like this, like. 
staring down my lens. We came on air. He loves me being under pressure, but him not Do being like under it. pressure. And so it's a perfect night for him. Bit of a, what is it, the Schadenfreude? I do, I've got a bit of a sadistic bone in my body. The dark side of me. I've got a wanker's bone. Different semantics, really, isn't it? But, um, yeah, I, going back to the, uh, just I just wanted to say on the uh, cash point discussion, Ricky is completely the voice of reason there. Like, I'm totally with Ricky there. It is wrong to take for eight quid from someone. I just want to, I just want to, Put a full stop to this point discussion because we kind of moved on from it. It is wrong, and Carl's wrong to take twenty. And Ricky, when Ricky says, um, "Sorry, you two are winding me up," yeah. like uh, that—that's how I feel because it's kind like, of. Like, I totally, I, I love that Steve did it. I think that it's like totally wrong. Of course, oh, it is, I love but, it because it's funny. And but it's the funny. fact that Carl's Carl's so honest. Like, I was listening to an episode when um just recently uh, as um as I do. The good thing about you, Carl, is you tell everyone the way that you look. Yeah, I told you about that, didn't I? Yeah, I told you about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just like his honesty. Well, like about his kind of thriftiness, and that is an example of it. Well, that's actually theft. But, um, theft. 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 I also related to um, Carl saying that it's like when you find out your friend's parents are really old, because I've got really mm. young parents. And at the parents' evening, I remember seeing parents, and they were like, they were like in their 60s then. My parents have just turned 60. They're, they're young parents. So it's like, wow, you're like, they're like old men. I don't know. It's just weird. But I related to that a bit as well. She, she's younger than my mom. Yeah, she's 56 now. So, but it doesn't, I know what you mean. I used to have the exact same thing. And or just like balding or gray hair was a real signifier of, of age. Yeah. Because now it's probably not so much now. But I remember back then, I was like, oh. But I remember one time there was um, I was waiting for school. I, my my dad came to pick me up. Like one of the few times he picked me up, and he's bold, or he was going bold, and then, and he had a ponytail. But it was like a, it was a sort of like Carl Pilkerton. <laughs> <laughs> but it was like a ponytail with like a, like the cheapest like bands like, and I think it was like neon pink or yellow or something like. That. And I just remember thinking, oh, can you like. Just walk, meet me halfway down the road, please. <laughs> the humiliation. You've done well with your hair. You, yeah. Well, I, I've always got good hair. I've always had good. It's probably the thing I like. Well, I think you've got, yeah, you've got to enjoy it, haven't you? You've got to enjoy hair. It's important. She's like, when. Regain for men. We've got to get them to be a sponsor. We've got to get them to be a sponsor. What's your favourite Carl put down in this episode? Well, the, the whole bit about it is tight. And I was, I've even written here down so harsh on Steve. Like, again, especially saying because he's like, I, I know I know, I take the mickey out of you because of the way you look, and you, but you can't help that. Even that bit, which is supposed to be like a little, like, soother to what he's going to say next, is so insulting. Like, just because Steve can't help it. You know, you, you'd much rather take the piss out of someone for something they do which is fair enough, like to be tight, all right, take the piss out, but, but, to, but for their looks, which he has to bring up, even in this one where he's just taking the piss out of Steve being tight. I know what Steve's like, he's tight, but 
he still prefaces it by saying by bringing up his looks yeah even though it's in a disguised way of like oh i'm pretending to be nice here to say oh yeah you can't help that but that's it's insulting in itself that's the worst thing i think where he says i don't take your mic out of you the way you look but you can't help that and he can't help it they're probably the bits of the show that i know like the best because i i often just listen back to montages of steve versus Oh yeah, that and it's on the Steve versus Carl compilation. You know? well, I just love the fact that he that he gets in early and says, "You bring me a track with loads of and Jeffnen. You want me to five to one, Steve?" Got <laughs> that favourite quote at five to one, but not when he says it at the beginning, but when he says it at the end. Yeah, at five to one. Do you know what's really interesting as well? At the end, they sort of Carl goes, and Rick and Steve are there to to finish the show, which they've done like loads of times. It's fine. And then they go, I want you to clog Carl's inboxes, basically try and get everyone to gang up on Carl. The next yeah. episode that we're going to review, they say, Rick, they sent us all to us. And you know that the audience are so on the side of Carl. They're always on Carl's side. They're never on Ricky and Steve's. I don't know about that. I think, no, a lot of the audience do buy into the piss-taking of Carl. They probably... No, they probably there. still do, but but they're, they're side, they're in doing that, they're basically saying, no, we're not going to do what you told us to do, Ricky and Steve. No, we're I gonna... think they're just getting confused as they were putting on their socks or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, there's one bit I'd like to know, and it's just it comes up after that. The your parents. Bit. I know what you're gonna say. And it, well, I'm just gonna. This is like sometimes Ricky does this. He'll mention like a bit of a story, but he won't like it. it Steve will either say no, we can't tell that, or in this case, he just, they just move on. And it's where he says, I don't. It's where he says, "What was that? Who calls him mum?" Calls you him know mom. where he says, "What was that? Who calls him mum?" And he's laughing to himself. <laughs> there was a story, obviously, about one of their friends or something calling someone mum, like a teacher mum. Oh, yeah. And I've always wondered what that story was because they, like, with a lot of Ricky stories, he just he says it, and Steve's like, "No," or they just move on. I'd love to know what was behind that. Because bits I don't really care about the show, like the Harry the bonus thing, is a bit too. I'm not having that. I'm just not having that. Carl goes, do you think you could, do you think you could do that? It's like, oh, no, of we, course you can't. Why would you even ask that? No, you know, of course he knows not, but we also know he knew, knew a monkey didn't drive to Spain, but we still love that. You yeah, but this it. one's legit. This one is, is, is on the board's line because you're, you're yeah, like, because you're basically saying like, I know he knows you can't have all your bones taken out. I know he knows that. But, but he's kind of contemplating it because he knows it's funny and it's kind of the thing that he would sort of think as an audience would expect him to think given his role in the show so but it's it's yeah i think it's just it's just quite it's just funny it's not like it's not a profound moment of the show but of course he doesn't believe it of course i like the be a better kind of comparison to that bit is uh when he's talking about in the podcasts What's the most organs that you could take out of a human being for it to still to function? Um, would it be the same person? That's another one on series three. Yeah. Right? Are you still the same person? You have new kidney, new liver. New <laughs> Just call it a day, wouldn't you? Stick a new lung on you. I wonder what could you have? I'll go first. Maybe let's do a sort of like Jenga game of remove parts of your body and let's see how far yeah, we get. Parts because I've got a sharp knife in the cupboard. Because if we're dedicated to the audience, okay. So I'm taking the left leg, left leg off first. Left leg or both legs? You can oh, okay. still... I would take my my right earlobe. Okay, you've still got one ear, so you're going to keep that. Uh, and I could hear still from that right. Yeah, you've got one. You've got one. 
I'm gonna get rid of um one kidney. Um, I would take my anus. <laughs> you do you need that? You need no, that. The actual bit of the yeah. I mean, I could just. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's a part like a, an organ. It's not really an organ. And it's a fun, it's fun party game to play with the uh, kids. Waddington. Yeah. Yeah, Waddington's, yeah, get involved. Waddington's, if you're interested in Waddington's, we probably own the rights. <laughs> intellectual property now, but yeah, we'll let you do that. When they're talking about that anxiety dreams, I just don't have a lot going on in my head on Carson. Yeah, that's interesting. No, Ricky's really, like, again, Ricky's kind of, like, I like Rick when Ricky's talking about stuff like that, like, because where he's not trying to be funny, he's just kind of, you know, I like when he's trying to be funny as well, but I like when he's kind of just talking through something a bit philosophical and like yeah he don't i can totally believe he's the sort of person who doesn't who had that dream and he was like look down and he's like i don't care I don't okay. care <laughs> clearly it's still an anxiety dream of some sort even if you look down and think you don't care i don't really have anxiety i have this thing called uh sleep paralysis it's horrible what's that mean it's where you wake up you you are staring at the ceiling you're usually on your back and you're completely paralyzed really yeah, it's a horrible, horrible thing. Real thing. It sounds like you, not move, you can't move. You're trying to move. You try, and obviously, eventually you can. But it's very scary. It's Whoa. horrible. Anyone's had that? Get in touch and let me know what you did to kind of cure it. If you did, because well, your bladder as well. How the hell does that? No, work? no, 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 yeah. What else is horrendous in life? Oh, I think that's the time to wrap it up. Shall we do a, shall we have a little break? Okay, take 27. Um, we're having a few audio issues today, so we've actually moved from Zoom to Skype. Um, so welcome back from the little break. I've already if done you've it. made it that break. far. Yeah, if you've made it this far, you must be a fan. So thank you. Um, yeah, we, uh, we've just had a general discussion about the show. Hope the audio quality wasn't too bad. We're now going to do our favourite quotes. We've got XFM in the community, and apparently we pick a song, probably, which I haven't prepared for again. And that. And that. Yeah. I, I need to kind of do cut my favourite quotes quite a bit, actually. How many have you got? Uh, there's about 17. <laughs> which I'm not 28. Thinking. 28. Uh, well, you better start then, I suppose. <laughs> okay, well, I'm not going to do all of them, but I just like, this is when Ricky's kind of speaking too fast, so he makes a mistake. Little Japanese failure, fella. What's that? Failure, fella. Little Japanese failure, fella. Okay. It's so when he says someone is sent in a Japanese cartoon or... or... I'll tell you what's, what's not clever. A dwarf with learning difficulties. Yeah. I yeah, just, it's, my... it's, the qualifier, <laughs> it's the qualifier after that because Carl goes, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, all right, all right. You said it now. You said it now. Let's move on. Yeah, that's okay. It's a bit annoying. Um, this I love. I've always loved him say this. I don't know why, but in the middle of a f- forest. I Aaron? just love that. In the middle of a forest. Unless I found it in the middle of a f- forest. Because he's really thinking of what's like. He's a genuine. Yeah. I don't know why. I just love him say In the middle of a forest. Now, I know what Steve's like. He is tight. He's he is. T- and you know that, Steve. Like... I've written that down, but I've. But I've spelt that capital T, 
IGH capital T. That's how I wrote that down. Tight. It's the T at the end that makes it. Um, well, 30. It's like where it creates 165 quid. Well, 30. I might be buying them now as a gift because, you know, I'm a generous guy. Yeah, I'm quite a generous guy. I've got that as well. Um, um, that's it. That's quite a lot. So it's part of the way he says, um, I think, what's he say? Uh, oh, that's uh, Smash Out on a Lady, isn't it? No, um, think I have. I can't remember with a bit. Hang on, let me think up this bit out. What's he say? Anyway, I don't know. Um, anyway, what's yours? We'll just move on because we've. Can you stayed. write really small on a piece of rice? On a grain of rice. It 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 on now. It on now. On now. It's like it it on now. It on now. My mum loves Columbo. I love Columbo. It's great. Lady um, one. You're seven years pregnant or something like that. Or something you're like that. Years pregnant or something. Like, or something like that. What like. Well, uh, Steve knows just the way it looks. <laughs> and I've, I've written here as a little, uh, in brackets, nice Ricky tee-up. That was a nice Ricky tee-up. <laughs> what was it? Because I work with you, Steve. So I work with you, Steve, yeah. It's just like like the last episode when they go, Steve. It's <laughs> the dot, 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 Steve. It's just... I, I love it. Uh, in Jim. Oh, Jim, what? Jim was pregnant with him. Oh, God, it's like Russian dolls. <laughs> I love that he calls it Jim as well. It's not P.E. Or, I know, uh... but he knows, because he knows. He, again, that's the thing of Carl's cleverness, like, we sometimes underestimate. He knows, he says that deliberately rather than P.E. because he knows it's like, it seems like he's in another person by saying, but also saying yeah, yeah, yeah. Jim at school. No, that's the thought. I think they kept the tracksuits. I think they kept the tracksuits. Like that's, that's perfect storytelling. <laughs> yeah. okay. Are we coming up to um, that monkey news, aren't we, where, where he loses it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's, they talk about the tracksuit thing again. Oh, it's, <laughs> it's, it's the same story. Yeah, I totally. I love that one. Uh, treating Suzanne like I do. But by a comb. I mean, that that is something that Carl sort of... Oh, he kind of did do that in an idiot abroad, didn't he? We have to ask about that. There's um, Luke Campbell's got this. He's already forwarded me on some really good anecdotes from an idiot abroad with Carl, including like the spider Siamese twins, the spider sisters, or the, the Siamese yeah. twins. Yeah, he's got some great stories that he had to verify with Carl. So, you know, they've been been oh. vetted with an inch of their lives. Oh, Carl will be sick of us because we keep interviewing people who he's friends with or he's close to who keep checking with us if it's okay. And he still doesn't want to come on. Um, and we've had two sets of chimps. It's bigger than that. We've had two um, sets of chimps. Well, there's proof of that in this room. That was my last one. I was just yeah, going to end there. That's, uh, that's a nice little moment because it's a shared one. Yeah. That in this room. Great little <laughs> Do you have it. a quote that we've missed out? Spinnerspodcast at gmail.com or on Twitter at spinnerspodcast. Well, no, why don't you what? just keep it to yourself, to be honest, if you think we've missed out a quote? Yeah. Get over no. it. We had that bloke, didn't we? Talking, having a go at us uh, our politics. Oh, yeah, we're going to do a little funny intro to the show. It's going to do a little sketch. This is a nice lead into XFM in the community. Someone's slagging us off. Yeah. Um, oh, I wish we'd done a little sketch on that. Because I was going to do a little sketch. But, um, oh, OK, I'll do, I'll do this one. Are there any hungry boys or men here? Someone who wants to play and have sex with older and horny woman. A woman lying as if it were the last time. Does that sound like something you want? Maybe your two friends. I would gladly accept to if this is served. Hi, hi. What am I saying now? It just slips out of me. I'm so eager to have a great time. Waiting for you to hear from you soon. 
It would be great if we could meet soon. Feels really exciting and pornographic in my body. Hope you're not intimidated by my horniness. Can be pretty wild of me. So you know, hi hi. Would like to show you th me this to you, but it's not possible here. Can you change page to this? Curves are awesome dot sexy dating dot online. So I can share some sweets for you or talk more about our adventures. Hi hi. Curves are awesome. What's up with the hi hi? <laughs> I kept saying hi hi. That was a, an email that I had a bit of feedback, you know, from me. From FLJS or no? Probably. Probably. No. <laughs> That, I mean that that's a good email anyway. That's a, I've never understood with um those those spam and emails. Like, does anyone ever click through to them? Well, I was I was I sent you some screenshots actually. That was just an email I got like, but um, I I uh, was chatted up by an a, a attractive lady over words with friends, and I was quite getting quite. I was like, oh, that's nice. She's chatting to me quite early on. It's quite quite rare for me. Um, and uh, <laughs> I thought, you know, but then she started saying like, uh, uh, yeah, do you, do you want to just go on, um, go on uh, Teams and just click this link? And I was, I, I realised it was complete bullshit. So I think it sounds like words with more than friends. That's that yeah, appropriate. That's the best thing you've ever written. The best. <laughs> that little, that little. I might do your stand-up night instead yeah. of you. Oh yeah, well yeah, yeah. You probably do that. Okay, okay. Here we go. So right, this is from Skinless Frank. Oh, he sounds lovely, doesn't he? Yeah. Uh, it's kind of like a take on Frank Skinner, really. And he's already skinless now because he's a Skinner. Do you think we care as much about your politics as you do? Just because you read some useless tossers from the Guardian, well done. Merry fucking Christmas. <laughs> skinless frank oh that you got you got have your critics don't you i love the fact that you'd go to that much effort to to go i i'm so annoyed of your opinion here is my opinion to counter your opinion so you don't but, have to listen i mean he does know we they do you we do read useless tosses in the guardian but we just happen to like <laughs> those tosses you know <laughs> But thanks, Skidless Frank. I'm glad you're enjoying this. Mate. I really wanted to email back and go, you seem annoyed. I just wanted to make sure it was nothing I yeah. said. Yeah, I said you should reply to that. Yeah. You, anyway, that's a nice little lead into XFM in the community, which doesn't have a theme tune because we canned it. We canned the theme tune for favourite yeah. quotes. I mean, fair enough. <laughs> no one liked it. <laughs> that was bad feedback. So uh, got some emails for us. First one from Liam. Dear Mikey and Graham, like those names. Let me tell you my story. For years, I have been using the Ricky Gervais show to help me sleep. It even, even pissed off my girlfriend enough for her to buy me an eye mask with headphones in. That sounds amazing, an eye mask with headphones. Yeah. Birthdays more disappointing every year. Anyway, I'm always searching for new content and I stumbled across you two. You guys knock me out better than any other podcast. And for that, I thank you. We'll have to see how the audio go plays out this week. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, a skinless Frank type email from Liam next week. <laughs> no, thanks, Liam, by the way. That's, that's lovely. He says, anyway, allow me to give you some feedback on your podcast. I always Let love me... it when I hear those words. <laughs> no, it's all good. Don't worry. Let me start with your intro music. What the actual F? If I'm drifting off to sleep and your episodes change before the sleep t timer turns off, I'm slapped awake by that eardrum, ear-destroying, banjo-plucking bullcrap. That elevator music you play whilst doing XFM in the community be much more peaceful and soft to my sleepy ears. Yeah. 
So <laughs> you're in the minority, Neva. <laughs> Sorry. Next, I'd just like to say your conversation is excellent and the way you are getting on even with COVID is very impressive. I also think the little small talk you do about what's going on now at the start is nice and refresh it, refreshing and softens up the listeners before dropping into the hard-hitting XFM chat. Maybe talk to Skinless Frank, see what yeah, he thinks. I was going to say, that's kind of like... <laughs> How do I waste my money uh, for the extra bonus content you go on about? Is it an app or something? So Liam has actually joined us. I've, I've been in touch with him. Did, yeah. And he's uh, he's donated uh, on the Patreon page, which you can all do. If you enjoy this show, uh, there's there's extra bits and bobs there for you to have on whilst you're hoovering. Yeah. You really sold it to them. No, it's, you know, it's extra. Bit, and we will put video clips up there, but... We won't. Yeah, I might put my stand up up there. When? When are these? <laughs> when exactly? When yours is going to be edited? Mine's got to be filmed. You know, we're still not. We're just faffing around. But um, yeah, no. Thanks very much, Liam. Do join us on Patreon and uh, other people as well. But thank you for your email. Really appreciate that. Very kind of you. Wet lettuce, I believe, is kind of goes by. And I've always found the idea of wet lettuce a bit. That's his email name. I find that a little bit creepy. Like the sort of wet lettuce reminds me of salad fingers. How creepy oh, salad! Oh God, salad fingers. Yeah, that's. Oh. 20 like wet lettuce is like the most unenjoyable thing in the world isn't it really it's not very appetizing well i like i don't know i like a bit of bit of slimy leaves it's kind of quite nice isn't it like i I like cabbage the slimy leaf the slimy leaf this is from toby hi guys i heard you talking in your latest episode about using a show up after listening to it too many times. Gary mentioned that he will listen to series three and four for a bit before returning to series two. So that's so, so that it sounds fresher. What I was wondering is, do you two listen to them in order or cherry pick random shows for the day? Me personally, I start on series zero, go all the way to series four, then move on to the podcasts and guides too. It takes me around three to four months to get all the way to the end yeah. and start over again on series. <laughs> it's definitely the best way to listen to my opinion. What do you guys think? I love that as your as your life he's quit his job you know, no he's quit his you know he's got a highly paid job as an executive in a bank he's quit it just to do that no um i i no i think that's a good way of doing it because you never kind of it never gets stale because you're going in order but i do cherry pick i don't listen in order i don't i did at first um but now i i don't i i kind of i pick and mix really what do you do i i'm a shuffler uh, I, I sort of tend to, because I've got them all downloaded as MP3s, I don't listen to like them on Spotify and thing. I tend to just like do the Wheel of Fortune and just plonk it. So what normally is what normally happens is I actually end up listening to probably a late Series 2, Series 3, 4. Like, very, very seldom do I listen to like the, the Series 1 episodes. I, I often have a real craving for series zero like there's just something I, I really want those raw there's some brilliant raw bits and 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 they're the things i haven't heard i although i've probably listened to that a lot but nowhere near amount uh, as as all the other shows so they still feel relatively fresh in their infancy and when i say that i mean i've probably enlisted them about 50 times rather than the standard over 200 and yeah. it, but we did put this out on our twitter so it was interesting to see what other people say traveling blade says listen to xfm series one to four in sequence then go all the way through to the podcast and specials in chronological order before start right back again he does it yeah he does the same as toby since november time i've done them uh recent to oldest and then back the other way that's quite a cool way of doing it like it, yeah and then um then the serious best ofs 
And now I'm doing the Guardian ones. Literally now, use them to drift off to. And then this is from Mike Green. Yeah, people do this. I, I haven't listened to the Deadly Serious Ricky Gervais podcast. I, I tried and then I was just like, oh, it's just standard. Like, let's talk about atheism. Let's talk about Twitter. Let's talk he, about. He talks about things I agree with some of it, but I just don't like the. Well, it's just repetition, isn't it? Um, Mike Green, Shuffle XFM 1 to 4, always mix up the shoddiness. Yeah, good one, And Mike. Scott says it would be a crime to listen to them on Shuffle. Playing Series 2 in sequence lets you fully appreciate the increase in Ricky's frustration and anger as Monkey News gets prog- progressively more ridiculous. I do agree with that, but I think once you've listened to it in order once already, you already know that. So you can then, well, I find I can then go back and cherry pick. I don't need to know the context of a particular episode because I just, I kind of know what come before it came before it anyway, because I just, I'm so familiar. We, we all are so familiar with the, with the shows and the series overall that I can now cherry pick. But at first, yes, listening in order is probably the best thing to do. But it's interesting that, other people listen in order as well more that seems to be the consensus or not the consensus but most people listen in order and then back again we've put a few polls out actually um on our twitter spinners podcast if anyone's interested and uh, i wanted to know the best oh. song with us uh, yeah, <laughs> if gary's interested Sorry. best best song with a story uh, so i'm going to give you four because you can obviously only put four options on twitter and uh, they were the killing of georgie babushka Living for the City, and In the Ghetto. I've actually never heard uh, In the Ghetto. Oh, as a song? The Elvis Presley song, yeah. Yeah, as a song. You've never heard the song, or you never... Yeah. Oh. What do you think one out of those four? Killing uh, Georgie, I'd reckon. Yes! I'd right. re- is it, was it? Yeah, that's just... I, do, I genuinely haven't seen that. Which is yes. a brilliant song. Do you have any favourite... Uh, Songs for stories? stories. Well, I would pick those. I mean, you picked a good four. I can't think of any others, actually, off the top of my head that there are. But um, it's uh, She's Wonderful Tonight. Or It's Wonderful, is it? I have to say, that is my favourite song of the story that Carl's ever done. It doesn't get much better than that. As 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 art, as a piece of art, just that line. We we put this out to the Detroutees on Twitter, and they did actually come up with some other songs with stories. I just want to uh, these these are the, their suggestions, and there's some really interesting ones, and I I put them all on the playlist. I just want to see if you've if you've heard of them as are well. Are these ones that have been done, but or the ones that haven't been done that they would oh, like to see done? Yeah, I'd like that like to be done. So there's. Yeah. Lily, Rosemary and the Heart of Jacks by Bob Dylan. No, no, don't know. Camouflage by Stan Ridgway. No, don't know. Some really interesting uh, songs that I've never heard of. Honey by Bobby Golds- Goldsboro. No, I don't know any of the artists or the songs here. Shipbuilding from Elvis Costello. No. El Paso, Marty Robbins. No. <laughs> Who who's who's putting these out? Just ran like, people, yeah, people on Twitter, yeah. Just people just oh, okay. But lots of lots of interesting just, requests. Yes. And we're about to do the same by putting two songs into our D Trout Spinners library. How many times can I put Wonderwall in? in the row? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I haven't got one this week, so I'm gonna have to think. Yeah. No. So basically every week, uh, Gary and I choose a song and we put it into our 
our Spotify playlist, which is basically there could be anything, something that we've like listened to that week, or something that Gary can just literally think of the top I've of his. I've thought of one. I've thought of one. Oh, thank God for that. Oh, what is it? We're in the show. Shall I do now? Well, actually, this is because I saw a cover band of this band live, and I really liked the version they did of this song. They're very good, and it's funny because he was playing. It's the Rolling Stones, and he was playing Mick, and literally, it was kind of like something out of um, out of Phoenix Nights. That would be he, at the end. He he took off his wig. Then he took off like this jacket and he was a tiny little man inside, you know, and he was kind of like, like, he looked nothing like him. Uh, It's a a common song, so it's not like a hidden gem or anything, but paint it black. You've put that one in before. Oh, for fuck's sake. Okay, (laughs) that shows that I'm not lying. Do you know what I mean? That that shows at least that I'm being honest. (laughs) Or that you've got no imagination at all. That shows both those things, I think. Okay, uh... Okay, I think I've put this one in before as well. But I if I haven't, I want to put it in. Okay? I think I've put it in though. Um You can't hurry love. You, you can't hurry. Yeah, I thought so. I only know three songs. Oh god, this is embarrassing. It's embarrassing. I'm looking around the room trying to find like cues songs. I've got some vanish on the shelf over there. Some vanish. Vanish, vanish. Yes, does anyone vanish? Um, oh, I'd like to put in the Ballad of the Ferrero Rocher and Wooden Elephant, please. Um, okay, okay, what's yours? <laughs> Let's do it, start with yeah, that. Start with easy. Okay, I put in, uh, I was lit- it was a really sunny day the other day, and I went on a very long walk around uh, Stoke Newington, where I live, and for some reason I just was feeling like, ah, oh, when this to some sort of quite rebellious music. <laughs> I was listening to like uh, this sort of pop punk uh, playlist on Spotify. Those songs I used to grow up to and used to like mosh to and, you know, in those sort of indie nights that we used to go to. So I'm going to put in Fountains of Wayne, Stacey's mum. Because I did. Oh, I love that. I, I absolutely love, love that. Stacey's mum has got it going on. We have to pay for that now. You know that. We have to pay for the rights because you used it. Um, I'm just going to go simple, right? Because I know I haven't used the Beatles twice. I used them last week. I'm going to use them again because I've been listening to a lot of the Beatles. So this is a song I've been listening to. Really good song. You know, it's nice sort of reaching out, sort of. It's a proper song that makes you think of that. And it's Help by the Beatles. And now I haven't put that in. I'm just going to do a quick scan. Okay. Just do a quick scan. You you got it in there. Well done, Gary. Yippee. (laughs) Yes, <laughs> your memory is like shocking. I know. <laughs> I just don't remember. I think one day, right, when we're older, I'm going to be pushing you around senile in a wheelchair. Yeah, I'll well, I've seen now too. I mean, when I'm seventy-six. You've before you. Oh, uh, I've uh, I've I've had fun today, minus the technical glitches. Oh, technical glitches. Yeah. Oh, I just wanted to say as well, going back to from the community, because I haven't replied yet in person, but it is in reply to an email we got. Um, Rob Banks sent us his stand-up. He joined a stand-up course, he said, because he listened to our show and we talked about stand-up and it inspired him to join the course, which was really lovely. Joined the course, did a set, 
I don't know if it was live to the course over Zoom or anything, but it was basically him in his living room because that's all you can do right now. And I just wanted to give some feedback on that. It was very, very good. He was incredibly confident. Never lose that confidence in life. I wish I'd had that confidence when I was younger. Even now, I wish I had it. Um, and, very, you know, good good choice of material. Well, the COVID material in there. But COVID and you got your standard stuff. And it was good. I liked it. I liked it a lot. But I will send you feedback probably in writing, um, you know, before the year is out at some point that was his captain my captain speech his robin williams moment yeah yeah <laughs> anyway but, uh, yeah so thanks rob but thanks for sending it and uh, amazing job for your first time absolutely yeah really impressive and i think we haven't actually spoken to you guys since uh, the new lockdown restrictions have been announced so i hope you're all getting excited i hope who if you're Sorry, if you're if you're homeschooling, uh, I hope you're going to enjoy not having to homeschool anymore next week. Well, how are you feeling about the lockdown lifting? Well, for me, I'm going to be doing the same sort of thing. I'll be working from home. You know, it's a student. There won't be any change to my way of working of, until October at the earliest. Yeah, because it's the whole school term. They're just going yeah. for the whole term. So, you know, it's just going to stay the same. I stay at home. I like it. I don't mind the restrictions. <laughs> But I think they've probably been lifted a bit too early. But, you know, in general, yeah, it's good. But I wouldn't rush back to out. You know, I'm keen to get the vaccine. Probably will be vaccinated in around May. And, uh, you know, after that, I think uh, it would be good to, to get out and about. Wow. <laughs> All right. Is that enough for you? You'd be brilliant. Sorry, can I, sorry, can I just put in, uh, I just remind you, I really want to put in Paint It Black as well to the... To the it's all right, we'll put that in as well. <laughs> I, I'd say I'm a bit more excited than you but I do agree with you I'm a bit hesitant but hey it'll be nice to go to a pub when we can sit outside and not have a cigarette in the garden that'd be brilliant yeah that won't be happening there will not be no cigarettes <laughs> happening yeah. well we'll see anyway but no you've done yeah, well mate we'll I don't want to ruin it for you but well, we won't be beating for a few weeks it's gonna you know we, we're gonna get back into it slowly okay right um any final words things to say uh no Okay, see you later, guys. Bye. <laughs> see ya. <laughs>